Welcome to the Flourish with Neural Retraining podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Neural Retraining and a certified MAP method practitioner, specializing in allergies and sensitivities, chronic fatigue, chronic pain, sleep issues, infertility, autoimmunity, and other chronic health conditions. Join me for episode 47 where we speak with my client, John Brozak, who is interested in the MAP method to address mast cell activation syndrome, MCAS, histamine intolerance, neck and shoulder pain, skin issues, fatigue, mild asthma, and tinnitus. Hear about the benefits she experienced from a set of six sessions, including the significant reduction of her physical symptoms. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. As MAP method practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease, and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's hear from Dawn. Welcome, Dawn. I'm so excited to have you join me on my podcast. So, Dawn... We've known each other just since May, so just a few months, but I'm really excited that you agreed to come and talk with me about your experiences with a set of MAP sessions and you know what you learned about the method through that. So welcome, Dawn. Thanks for inviting me. I, I feel really um, grateful to be invited to share my experience. It's been you know really interesting and really helpful, and I'm, uh, you know, excited to, to share my experience. I think this is a really up and coming treatment method and um, I, I'd like to have others, uh, you know, become more aware and kind of put this on the radar because I think it's it's um, not widely known yet. So I'm looking forward to uh, having it, um, you know, be part of the larger conversation. Yeah. And so, you know, getting to that point, <laughs> how did you hear about the MAP method, this advanced method of neural retraining? How did you manage? How did you hear about it? So the short answer for that is that a kind stranger on the internet recommended it. But the longer answer is that uh, this kind stranger was in a health forum. And I am part of many, many health forums for chronic health conditions or different symptoms that I experience and also for a lot of different treatments and remedies that I'm that I've either tried am trying um, or was interested in learning more about so I'm part of many overlapping forums and this I had asked a question in a forum and and a very nice woman came back with um, a recommendation of a handful of things that I could consider trying. And I had tried most of them already, uh, including meditation, which I am a big fan of. And that's, you know, part of something that I still practice and, and have been practicing for years. But she did mention the MAP method, which was not on my radar at all. And I was really 
intrigued. So part of me was um, skeptical because in a lot of these chronic health forms, there are so many suggestions, uh, things that have worked for people, but it's, I don't know, it's kind of the wild west. You know, it's a lot of the methods don't have good evidence necessarily or evidence that I feel comfortable with. Uh, some of them work for some people, don't work for others. I've tried many things. So I was interested in learning more because I had not heard about it at all. So I wanted to go uh, explore more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you heard about it, you know, presumably you've maybe found your way to a website that had some more information and then somehow found me. Um, yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how that happened? What were the next yeah. steps? I'm curious. Yeah. So I wanted to go, you know, I'm somebody who likes to step in with eyes wide open. And so I wanted to understand what this was about, what the evidence was, um, was MAP potentially a good fit for me and my goals and what I was looking for. So, you know, I began kind of weaving together different strands. So looking um, this kind person on the internet recommended you specifically. So I looked at, at your website and, you know, was favorably impressed, but I also, that also led me to the MAP Coaching Institute where I was looking at a lot of different practitioners. And then I went to the YouTube site and watched many videos uh, about uh, people's experiences. Um, and so some of what uh, impressed me uh, and made me decide that this was something that I wanted to pursue, I would say right off the bat, um, the fact that it's a, a, a method that is fun that fundamentally understands we live in a body mind that this isn't you know we don't have a disconnected head um, from our body that that this is all one system and that that is really powerful to me and that is absolutely the way that I understand my own health situation and so the fact that that is core and central to the method was pretty persuasive to me. Uh, Second, the fact, a few things caught my attention. Um, the fact that it has been described as kind of next generation EMDR or um, neural retraining, these are both things that I've done and found some benefit with, but the, the prospect that this was more advanced uh, using newer techniques, the fact that it was faster um, and less, sort of less um, work, frankly, um, was, was appealing to me. Another factor was that there were testimonials from people who have mast cell activation, which I do too, which is a really difficult immune system uh, problem to treat. And so the fact that there were testimonials from folks who had similar issues to me that had found benefit was really persuasive. But not only that, the fact that this method seemed to help such a broad range of, of conditions uh, was really fascinating um, and really compelling to me. And then um, I would say another thing was that I appreciated the way that you really set expectations in your podcast and in the information that you shared. So this, the MAP method doesn't claim to be a panacea for all, you know, it's not like, you can go from very ill and, and have chronic health conditions to 100%, you have no problems in your life and you're totally magically well. So it was, um, you know, the expectations were set as far as what to expect in the session, what to expect, you know, in the first maybe handful of weeks and, and longer term. And so um, 
but but that most people experience significant tangible improvements. So that was also appealing to me. And and I would say the last thing there was that um, I appreciated that you had mentioned several times in your podcast that you had not seen a client for more than 10 sessions, probably, that most people's goals were resolved within that time frame. And that was very attractive to me because something I struggle with in traditional talk therapy is that it's kind of open-ended and it can literally go on every single week for years and years. And it can be, it's, can be really intense. And sometimes, um, I don't know, sometimes it just feels like a lot. And so, uh, something that intrigued me about the map method was that potentially with only a handful of sessions, I would be able to determine whether this was something that was going to be effective for me or not. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So that that's a lot. Um, I, I do think that the map method is part of this kind of emerging interest in mind body medicine, you know, so I, and so, and it does recognize, and so this is the thing, a concept that a lot of people have trouble with, right? So you had embraced it already that, you know, we are, you know, mind, body, spirit, right? We, we are all of, all of these things are completely integrated. There is no mind and here and body there, um, that, that it, we are all, it, it's, a, it's a holistic practice, really. Um, it's a wellness practice. And so the reason, you know, and some people also, so people have trouble with the concept of like what you can work with the mind and have see effects on the physical body, like symptoms. And it's like, well, yes, <laughs> because this is all integrated. Every, you know, every thought, every emotion that we have, every trauma, every, every part of our life experience adds up to our experience of health, mental health, emotional health physical health and doesn't that make much more sense than believing that for some reason at some age like systems you know just stopped working right like oh your thyroid is not working properly or your immune system now it's attacking itself like you know why why would that be you know and and so the um you know, the traditional ways of looking at illness, it's, it's so often idiopathic, right? We just don't know why. But I think with this method, people, not only do they have the opportunity to see some of their physical symptoms start to resolve, but they also are able to make the connections of sort of like, what it, why did this happen to me, right? Why did these patterns show up for me? What are they related to? What experiences in my life kind of set me up for this? And, and that I think is really, I think for, for some people, for the right person, that, that is interesting, that's attractive because it's, it's not just, um, yeah, it's not just trying to resolve symptoms, but it is, actually helping us to understand ourselves, right? As a whole being, you know, in a different way. Now we can make the connections. Like why, why did this happen to me? Why, yeah, why has my life journey been like this? And um, start to have some insights that can be really powerful, I think. Um, so 
when you came to the method, you decided that, yeah, I think I'll try this. Um, what were you hoping to address? In the immediate term, I was hoping to see a reduction in the physical symptoms that I was having. So, you know, I'm on the continuum with histamine intolerance and mast cell activation, which is maybe in a nutshell, kind of a hyperactive immune system. And it brings a lot of different symptoms in a lot of different systems. And it's a complex illness and not everybody presents the same way. So my experience and what goes on in my body is not the same as someone else, but um, you know, for a good many years, uh, I've had chronic symptoms, you know, around probably 20 or more symptoms, some of them every single day without <laughs> reprieve, some of them kind of come and go, but I would say the ones that were most problematic for me and really impacted my quality of life are that I have, uh, hives, skin hives every single day, um, for, at least four years. And that's no fun. You know, it's kind of like if you can imagine having, you know, really bothersome mosquito bites and, and just, you know, the, the discomfort is quite considerable. So it's something that I manage. Um, also, a more recent symptom that popped up for me is the tinnitus, the, the ringing in my ear, which again, it's, it's, um, it's unrelenting. It's the noise is always in my head and it is uh, rather bothersome. I also have in different parts of my body, just chronic um, muscle pain and muscle tension, um, un unrelenting and particularly uh, in my shoulders and my neck, it's, it you know impedes my movement. It's really an issue every day. And so I was hoping to potentially get some relief um, with those. But I did, again, the, the MAP method was really attractive to me because I do, I really understand my own condition and my own experience as being built on my life experience. It's not just, as you said, idiopathic. These things just didn't pop out of nowhere. Um, and I kept having more and more symptoms and I'd go to various specialists in traditional medicine. And the feedback I was receiving was that, um, I just needed to take medications that would suppress these symptoms. So there was no effort on the part of the doctors I was seeing who you know, were lovely people, but um, were not connecting the dots between these various symptoms in my system and also not really looking for any kind of root cause and absolutely not open to exploring the ways that uh, the psyche was involved in that. And so for me, I have a pretty clear understanding that there's a lot of trauma in my history. And I'm very familiar with the well-known uh, ACE study, Adverse Childhood Experiences, which for the listeners who aren't familiar with that, it's, it's very well documented. It, it came out in the 90s and it was eventually run through the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, with more than 10,000 participants. I think it was like 15 or so thousand participants, which showed uh, a very significant relationship between the types of childhood trauma, the amount of childhood trauma and adult illness, controlling for a lot of factors. And so the more trauma that someone experienced in childhood and the more types of trauma um, from you know, neglect, abuse, um, uh, issues in the, in the family household if someone had passed away, if someone was incarcerated, things like that, if there was mental illness in the home or alcoholism, all of these types of trauma, the more, the more types and um, 
the more intense, the more likely people were to have, um, you know, diabetes, respiratory problems, um, alcoholism, early death, um, all kind, all manner of illnesses, and particularly for women, um, immune and autoimmune conditions, highly, highly correlated. So it's it's really to me beyond question that these are related. And so I understand from my own <laughs> my own experience that these were related. And so a lot of my frustration was when I would I would share this with my various doctors and say, well, there's a lot of trauma in my past. Um, I think this is related. And I would get a range of answers from, I'm sorry, that happened to you, to maybe you should see a therapist, but both true. And they were really missing the connection that my experiences had something to do with the physical presentation of my my conditions and so um i am definitely a believer that what goes on in the mind is uh highly related to what's going on in the body and i think we i think there's evidence for that every day but in a in this culture we aren't really encouraged to think about our subconscious we don't have a lot of conversations about the way our subconscious is in, involved in um kind of the mind body loop and the feedback that goes on there. But for me, um, I'm a very prolific dreamer. And so I see my subconscious showing up every single day and showing me things in my dreams. So I know, you know, my subconscious is active. Um, it's, it's, you know, working through symbols and images in my dreams every day, but the, you know, there's different evidence, uh, as well. That's really striking. So, um, I was really intrigued by a study that came out that showed it was a study of infants who were born in China, but were adopted in French Canada. And so the researchers were studying the development of language. And so they found that infants who had been exposed to Chinese language when they were young, but were adopted by families in French Canada and, and were French speaking only, when they did brain scans of those infants and they were exposed to Chinese tones, not even language, just tones that were, that are in, in the Chinese language, the brains of these adults lit up in similar ways to people who were bilingual uh, and people who were Chinese speakers. So the mind remembers, um, even though these people hadn't, were not fluent, could not speak, did not understand Chinese, their brains knew. And so we take all of the information into our bodies. It's stored in our bodies, whether we are consciously aware of that or not. And, you know, another aspect of that for me is that, you know, looking at the mind-body connection, if we, um, I think everyone has the ability potentially to think about, you know, maybe a favorite birthday with who was there um, singing, kind of the emotions that were there and thinking about the favorite cake and what did it smell like and what did it taste like and taking that first bite and our body, if we're doing this exercise, we will salivate when we're thinking about that. So a physiological event happens in our body as a result of the thoughts we're thinking in our mind. So to me, it's, it's abundantly evident that we live in a body mind and this, this is how the whole system operates. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, I think that, yeah, that's, that's, I think it's really important for people to understand that the subconscious mind runs all the systems of the body and it always has. Right, so we don't, as you said, we don't often think about that. You know, when you, when you go to see your doctor, that's not a topic of conversation, but your subconscious mind, which is 90 to 95% of all brain activity, has this 
really complicated job of managing, monitoring, and optimizing all systems of the body. And when we are in good health, we, you know, it's, it's thanks to that subconscious mind doing its job, you know, in a seamless way so that you never have to think about these things, right? But then when health starts to decline, we never think about the role of the subconscious mind. How, what's going on in the subconscious mind? Why can't it manage these processes the way it used to? And how do we get it, how do we get it uh, functioning optimally again? And often, you know, what is, what is causing the blocks or barriers, you know, in the subconscious mind has to do with traumatic life experiences. And by trauma, all we mean is painful emotional experiences, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, being kidnapped or some big, you know, capital T trauma. It can be small things. It, it doesn't, the actual event doesn't matter as much as what your mind did with the event, right? What you made it mean or what how it affected you, the impact that the event had on you. So it could be very small, it could be a small sort of separation kind of incident from your parents, or it could be like a bullying incident, or maybe you were teased, or there were some, you know, uh, for people in certain ethnic groups, you know, there's um, sometimes, you know, uh, discrimination events, you know, that, that maybe none of them are very big, right? But but they add up, they add up, right? And the thing about these painful emotional um, events is that they change the way your nervous system works. They change the way the danger sensing part of your brain works. They fundamentally change the function of these systems. And because our brain is the director of all other functions, physiological functions, therefore other functions of the body start to become dysregulated, like the immune system. So, you know, this is, so I, I'm glad you, you mentioned the ACEs study. I think it is a really important study. It is not new. It's from the 1990s, right? It's from the mid 1990s. The CDC did this study with Kaiser Permanente. And like you said, there are 17,000 subjects. They answered 10 questions. They answered 10 questions that, you know, like, you know, you know, were you ever separated from your parent or was there, um, you know, abuse? Were you a witness to abuse? Or, you know, simple, simple questions that don't even cover the full spectrum of traumatic events, right? And, and you get one point for each of those questions. So 10 questions, 10 possible traumatic kinds of things you could have experienced in your life before the age of 18. And if you said yes to four or more of those questions, you get, you, you, it's like the same point value for no matter what the question was. So if you get a score of four or higher, that was correlated really, really tightly with your increased lifetime risk of these chronic health issues, including addictions, you know, including all the chronic illnesses that we know, and uh, you know, as you said, early death. So, I mean, everyone should be talking about this, right? Everyone in healthcare should be talking about this because this is really important to understand. 
but I think partially, it, I think it, you know, it was interesting. It was noted, but I don't think that we really had the methods to, aside from psychotherapy, talk therapy, um, to address trauma. And so really no one knew what to do. I mean, even if you could recognize, you know, even if on your intake form, and very few practitioners have this question on their intake form, right? Do you, do you feel you have a significant um, history of trauma? Um, do you, you know, do you have an ACEs score of four or more? Um, most, yeah, most practitioners are not querying for this, but even if they did, I think they felt like there's, what do I do about that? You know, what step do I take? I don't have, there's no, I don't have tools in my toolbox um, to really act on that. So though it was noted, it really wasn't, you know, it didn't change the practice of medicine. I do think maybe the alternative um, medicine, the alternative medicine world uh, has embraced that more and there's more and more focus on trauma-informed care, which is good. But again, I, I, I do think that still the tools for dealing with trauma and reversing the effects of trauma have been somewhat limited. But with the MAP method, we do have a way to interface you know, with that subconscious mind, right? To get right to that level and to start to work with some of these um, these traumas that have had an effect, unrecognized, but have had an effect on us emotionally, mentally, physically. So you had talked about how the you heard that the MAP method, you know, was kind of attractive to you, that the MAP method seemed to be fast and gentle and fairly, um, well, didn't require a lot from the clients, you know, and it's like it didn't, it wasn't like work. <laughs> so maybe you can just talk about, you know, you would, that's what, that was your impression before you came to MAP sessions. But now that you've had about six sessions, maybe you can just talk about, you know, um, if that held up for you, you know, does that, did that, does that feel true to you? And, and, and yeah, what impressed you, if anything, about MAP? that method it it definitely did hold true to my expectations and um having having been in talk therapy and also having tried emdr eye movement uh emd desensitization and reprogramming as a way of trying to work with traumatic memories um those methods i think are they're really intense and they they I found benefit in, you know, both traditional talk therapy and in EMDR, uh, but the really emotionally intense and as much as, you know, good, good therapists and good EMDR practitioners try to put safeguards around that. It, it really requires kind of a deep dive into some pretty heavy, painful, emotional stuff. I don't know if there's any way around that. And so that's hard, you know, it's just hard. And so I really appreciated that the map method was not like that. So when I came to a session, we would talk about a few things, you know, possibilities for what we could explore more deeply in the session. And I didn't need to dredge up all of the details, all of the painful emotions to communicate something. I could just kind of describe it pretty basically in a few sentences and you understood the scenario 
and we could go from there and we could just identify maybe a couple of the emotions just with a word or two. Um, again, without me having to really just marinate in painful stuff. Uh, and so it really was gentle. And I, I appreciated that uh, it was, it was, it's a method where during the session, it is not required of me to be giving my full attention and concentrating very hard. And, and that feels like emotional work to me. And sometimes that's productive, but I appreciated that I could just relax and float along. And if my attention wandered, that was okay. Um, this was still going to be an effective method. Uh, it was really relaxing and I could, I felt like I was just on a raft on a lazy river and there were some twists and turns in the lazy river, a couple little rapids. I was just along for the ride and it just didn't feel like work <laughs> to me. And, and at the same time though, a lot of the insights that emerged from these sessions were really powerful to me, really beneficial in helping me understand that whatever scenario I came and presented with was really not the issue. The issue was something much more core emotional that happened much earlier in my life. And sometimes those connections were, uh, you know, I was just gobsmacked. I didn't see it at all. After we had kind of made these connections, it was abundantly clear, but at the time I would just kind of take it face value, whatever the scenario was, whatever I was reacting to, that that was the issue. I would, I would also say in terms of the gentleness of the method, I remember several occasions, at least two, where I arrived at the session pretty, pretty wound up, just, you know, intense things going on in my life, stressful day, and now it's time for my session. So I would arrive with a lot of high energy and every single time without fail, I would leave the session so grounded in my body, having you know, my breathing being much slower, much more relaxed and being really mentally focused. So I left with a different body than I arrived with. And it was, so whatever was going on, and even though some of these things, you know, they're, you know, they're not, the, we're not talking about, you know, going to a concert or having fun. We're talking sometimes about, you know, things that are difficult, but, um, you know, it's not, it was not emotionally draining. It was actually really cleansing. Every session felt very cleansing to me. So uh, I, I, I would call it gentle, even though it is, you know, it's, we're doing good work, um, but it's, it's, it doesn't feel taxing and draining. It feels really cleansing and uplifting to me. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So gentle. So this is, this is the, the, the part that people can't get their minds around sometimes that it can be, something can be gentle, but very effective as well. Um, and, and maybe, maybe do you have, so you had started by comparing it to talk therapy and EMDR. And I'd be curious to hear, um, since you had tried those other methods, do you feel like the MAP method was somehow more, uh, more effective or like more complete in its treatment of, you know, whatever traumas you were working with? Yes, because I feel like it, it was just so efficient. Um, and so compared to talk therapy or EMDR, where it really did require a lot of explaining, unearthing, 
diving deep and sitting with all of that. Um, and EMDR as well, like, you know, the, uh, I understand the method, but the details really matter. Um, and, you know, imagining being in some of these painful experiences is part of, part of the method and rewriting, rewriting some of the endings and some of the responses is part of the method. And, and, you know, it, I, I did derive some benefit from that, but comparatively the map method was so much more efficient. Like I was just amazed at how quickly some of these connections were made without having to just pull it all out. It, it once those associations were made for me about, you know, this issue that I'm dealing with is really not about what it just, what it is on the surface It's about something much deeper than that, that I'm reacting to and responding to. Um, but it was very quick. And so, and the instructions uh, that you would give to my subconscious felt like they were, they were landing very quickly. And so throughout the session, kind of the back to the lazy river analogy, I would feel, you know, different emotions coming and going. And so at times, you know, something, you know, really tender, vulnerable would come up. I would feel maybe slightly weepy, but just, you know, a very short time later with different instructions, it felt kind of joyful. Like that, that moment had passed and, and it wasn't, it didn't linger. It wasn't troublesome and heavy. It just kind of was there it was and there it went. And so um, I, I felt like the work that we could do in one map session was just equivalent to so many long and intense uh, talk therapy sessions. So for that reason, I much prefer, <laughs> I much prefer what's going on in map. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said, I never left feeling depleted, you know, and, and sometimes for, for my personal experience, leaving therapy, it was, I felt exhausted after, and I, you know, some of the work was really good, but it is for me tiring. Uh, and the map method I would leave ready, I could immediately go and start going back to work and doing what I needed to do. I didn't feel depleted. I didn't need to recover from a map session. I actually felt recovered uh, leaving from a map session. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that the, I think the map method, you know, so like we were saying, it's gentle and effective. And that's like a combination that's not, you know, it's um, not often expected, you know, that something that can be very gentle could also be so powerfully effective. And, you know, I like to say that, uh, you know, the method was described to me as a quantum leap over EMDR and EFT tapping. And while I had never experienced EMDR myself, I, I was trained in tapping. So I have, you know, I have some comparison there, but I do feel like with the MAP method, we get to like a deeper level, right? So we're able to address issues at the, their roots and also the issue that, you know, the example, let's say, of the painful emotional experience that you might be focusing on as I offer your subconscious mind some instructions, we're not just, we're not just having your subconscious mind neutralize the painful emotions around that memory, but all the associated memories. And so I feel like because we're, it's like a batch process, right? And it happens in minutes. I mean, I, sometimes I feel bad, you know, because I, you know, the, the person that I'm working with has 
is has had a lot of trauma and when they come to the session they're very difficult things that they want to resolve right uh, and they realize that they can do it in a map session and it can be a teary experience at first when they folk and they put their mind on that memory and but but i also know it's like well this is going to be you know in in two minutes or so you know they're going to it's going to start to lift sometimes less and and so i feel like well this is going to be really worth it for them right it's it's going to be worth it for them to to, to spend that short period of time focusing on this painful experience from their past because now they're really going to be free of it you know and they you know and, they, and so they won't have to experience that pain again right it just resolves and it's 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 almost magical right <laughs> yeah so yeah and so maybe in terms of an explanation of what the mat method is um, I, I just want to say it is an advanced method of neural retraining. It does require initiation to the method. So people watch a 15 minute video, they come to their first session, we finish the initiation, and then we start working on their first topic, which is usually an emotional topic. Um, and during that one hour session, you know, we want you, the, the client and the practitioner, we want, we want to see that the, the painful emotions around this memory or this topic, whatever we've identified as a subject, is dissipated so that by the end of that one hour, you know, you have a different emotional response to thinking about the same topic. Um, and that, you know, that is very it's a good trial of the MAP method to see if it's going to be effective for you. Um, yeah, so maybe uh, maybe you can just talk about that. You know, your your first do you if you remember anything about your first session? Some people feel a little like nervous about what is she talking about this initiation? You know, like what what is that? And you know, how can it be that you know we sit on a Zoom video conference and I give verbal instructions to your subconscious mind and stuff changes, right? Like, how can that happen? Like, where's the equipment, <laughs> right? Yeah, so maybe you can just give your perspective on that because I think that would be helpful for people who are just hearing about this method for the first time. I do too, and I used to be one of those people who couldn't quite get my head around, you know, the language of initiation. I wasn't sure what that meant. Um, Right, the equipment, the verbal instructions, how, you know, how does this all work? And, you know, part of, part of what was helpful for me is I just kind of let go of that. I don't, I don't need, it's kind of like, I know how to drive a car. I don't know how every single part of the car operates. So I don't need to understand exactly how this method works. I don't need to, you know, sometimes I'm very curious during the session, like, what are you saying? And I'm trying to follow what you're saying, but it's, you know, it's, it's, um, I don't know, it's not something that, that I can easily memorize and that's not my job in the session. So, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm curious and I'm trying to pay attention, but then I, I, you know, go back to, I'm just supposed to be watching what's unfolding for me, noticing what's going on. And um, so, right, so the initiation that, you know, I watched a video, you said some things to my subconscious and that was that, um, and I was ready to go. So again, it wasn't, hard. I didn't have to do anything. Um, it was just more priming my subconscious to be able to receive and understand the things that you were going to say. 
And, you know, it's, it's not, for me, it wasn't scary. Um, again, a little curious about what does initiation mean? I don't understand necessarily how the subconscious exactly works and how it does exactly receive instructions, but I can say uh, it was easy. It was painless. Um, it was fast. And then we were good to go. And so I arrived at the first session and um, again, with the, the measuring kind of the before and after. So I came with a scenario, which I thought to be really low hanging fruit. I thought, okay, in the first session, let's really not go do a deep dive with, you know, painful childhood uh, trauma. So I came with something that I consider to be a pretty common phobia around public speaking. I know that the fear of public speaking is widespread and I'm also someone who's really affected by it. But for me, I had a couple of instances where it was so, my bodily response to it was so intense, so just orders of magnitude beyond what would really, in my perception, be normally called for with nerves about speaking publicly. And so we went back to those memories and very quickly it became clear to me that it really was not about public speaking. It was that so much my body remembered very specific times of being very visible about speaking up, um, about being alone and visible and speaking up and how those were profoundly unsafe circumstances for me as a child. And so it was such an aha moment. My mind was literally blown for so long. I thought I had a fear of public speaking, but really it was my body being very smart and trying to keep me safe and activating because my body remembered that these historically, these were very um, unsafe circumstances. So, you know, it was really helpful. And so by the end of the session, when you asked about, you know, where was my discomfort level, my intensity around, you know, fear of public speaking or recalling these memories, it was very low. Um, it really was again, to me, quite astonishing. I wasn't expecting that because this is kind of a long-held, deep-seated uh, fear for me that even thinking about some of those um, instances, not pleasant. I don't like to go there mentally, but it, it really had dissipated and it was, it was quite uh, magical. Yeah. Yeah. That first, the first session is one hour and, you know, we use like the first 15 minutes to sort of discuss like what the subject is going to be, you know, how you feel about it, how strong are those emotions for you. And then I, you know, finish initiating you to the method, which takes, you know, a few minutes. So we really have like 45 minutes to work on something, you know? Um, but yes, often people come and they say, oh, I want to work on this. Like I've got a phobia or I've got this, you know, I have this memory from something traumatic from the past and but sometimes that takes us places right so <laughs> we have the initial subject but sometimes um as we ask the subconscious mind to start to start working on those memories and neutralizing the painful emotions around them other things start coming into your mind so after each kind of round of instructions i'm always asking you like okay you know what happened for you there? Did anything come up for you? Did any memories pop into your mind? Other memories? Or did you have any insights? Did you have any body sensations? Um, any particular words or thoughts like just come into your head? And so these, you know, these are all evidence of your subconscious mind sort of showing you those connections. And not everybody has something to report. That's fine. But I always ask because if 
you know, if there was an experience there, it, it, it is helpful for me to understand where your mind went because then I can understand, oh, okay, well, we need to go here now. You know, the next round of instructions should be about this. So, um, you know, when there is feedback, it, it does help to uh, direct the direction that we take the session. So, yeah. Um, what else was memorable about your first few sessions, would you say? I would say that, um, you know, interestingly, after, I think it was the session after the introductory session, I left the session and um, I had lots of hives on my back, you know, it was interesting, but, you know, it, it came and went quickly, you know, it was, you know, intense for maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes, and then it went away and, you know, it didn't uh, return, you know, that's not my normal pattern of how my hives appear or when or the pattern. So, you know, I really felt like, oh, something happened there. My, I feel really, um, I don't know, something, something was going on and then it, and then it passed. But, um, I would say, you know, after a couple of sessions, I really, and again, this was helpful to hear, uh, that that's not uncommon, that after a session, uh, shortly after within, you know, either immediately after within a day or two, sometimes something can come up. And I think that's really evidence of something is shifting inside. And um, it, for me, that didn't linger. But after, after a couple of sessions, I really felt, I felt just a lot more settled. I felt um, less reactive to things in my going on in my world. And paralleling what I would experience in a map session where sometimes emotions would come and they would just go, you know, even kind of bigger emotions. That's, that began to be reflected in my larger world that when something upsetting happened, uh, it just didn't stay and linger in the way that I assumed was normal. I thought it was normal for the stuff to hang around for a very long time. And I began to notice it just evaporated um, a lot more easily. Again, this is not a panacea where every single aspect of my life was perfectly, <laughs> perfectly joyful all the time, but it was a marked difference from how my normal had been. You know, my new normal feels like emotionally it has a lot more ease. It just feels a little more grounded. And that was, that's really helpful. And that, that has played out in, after time with, in, significant improvement in a lot of my physical symptoms. So I, you know, I would just notice the thing like, hmm, where's that ringing in my ear? Wow, that used to be so bothersome. It was very loud in my ear and, and I could try to ignore it and manage it the best I could. But gosh, I now have to get quiet and listen and I can still hear it if I get really quiet, but I don't notice it. It's not just in my head all the time so prominently. Um, you know, the hives have really reduced, um, still there, but very, just so not problematic in my life in the way that they have been. And, you know, to my great joy, the pain in my neck and my shoulders is nearly gone. Um, I, I can't even tell you that's been so, so definable and noticeable for me that I have such better range of motion. I don't have pain and tension in my shoulders um, anymore. So, you know, kind of first came 
some noticing just calmer emotions and better responses to things going on in my world. And then later came shifts. And, you know, I'm, I'm a prolific journaler and I would write down things and it was kind of, I would say, so we started kind of mid to late May and by mid July, I kept day after day, like, wow, I can't believe how good I feel. You know, like most of my very problematic symptoms, um, a bunch of them just went away. Um, the less intense and problematic ones just gone, literally gone. I don't have those anymore. And they've stayed away. And that, that again is one thing I appreciate about the map method that appealed to me in contrast to, to a lot of the other things I've tried. So I've been on a, you know, many year odyssey to try to uh, figure out my health things and figure out what's going to help me the most. And I have tried EFT. I've tried, you know, all the things we've talked about. I've tried Wim Hof breathing and cold plunges and, you know, you name it, acupuncture, aromatherapy, everything. Um, and some are, some I've decided to stay with some, I was not deriving great benefit from. And, um, and so what I did appreciate about the MAP method was that these changes feel durable. Whereas some of the other things I was doing, I really like ac acupuncture. It's something that I do do, but it did not feel to me in my experience, like it was creating lasting changes. So temporary, good. And maybe a couple days, I would see some benefits. And after that, it was back to the norm, back to baseline. So with the MAP method, these changes just continue to play out in a positive way. And recently I, I did have a hiccup, something happened and it really kind of set me off. And, and, you know, some of my symptoms were really, um, more intense again, but we worked on that and now I'm back to feeling better. So, um, and I think this is just life, you know, there are ups and downs in life and it's, you know, ideally getting me to a place where I can ride those waves with more ease and with fewer physical symptoms in response to what's going on in, in my life and how I'm processing that and, and perceiving that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So when, when we first talked, um, we probably, you know, you probably, uh, we probably had the conversation where I said, you know, typically the first couple, two, three sessions, you know, you may notice more emotional level changes or shifts, right? And after, you know, maybe three, four, five sessions, we, we see like mental level shifts, right? Those habitual thoughts or, but, and somewhere around sessions four to six, you know, is where we usually see changes on a physical level, right? That there's kind of this cumulative effect of the sessions that seems to have we seem to see the shifts occur in that order first the emotional then the mental and then the physical level um would you say that that was pretty pretty much what you experienced yourself yes i would say that reflects my experience yeah and so you know when you said that you had you know this mast cell activations syndrome and a number of different symptoms that went along with that. I mean, and you were hoping that the MAP method would help you with, um, with MCAS. Do you feel like that, that was your experience Did that help? Definitely. Um, like I mentioned, I, I had, you know, close to two dozen symptoms that, you know, some would come and go and some are really chronic and, and, difficult to manage and hard, just hard to live with on a daily basis. It takes a lot of emotional resources to cope with some of the symptoms. And so 
some some of the some of the issues just went away like i've had chronic uh, nerve pain in my right elbow for years you know it's not extremely intense it's not extremely bothersome in my life but it's there and it hurts and it's it's there most of the time and that literally went away that's just no longer there anymore and it's <laughs> what a what a delightful surprise it's so nice to have an elbow that doesn't hurt <laughs> um and like i mentioned the the chronic hives are really um you know not real fun to have that every day but greatly diminished to the point where I just don't find it super bothersome in my life. And I, and, and when it does pop up, you know, I have good tools with, you know, breathing and meditation and just, it, it goes away. So, you know, it's just something I work with. So greatly reduced um, versus really intense, very uncomfortable hives really frequently um, throughout the day. So much improved on that front too. You know, I still have a few things that, that are there and, you know, not sure what's going on, but, and they kind of wax and wane, sometimes better, sometimes worse. But um, I would say on the, on the issues that trouble me most, uh, I notice tremendous progress in my body and it is so, it is so welcome to live um, a little less burdened by some of these chronic problems. Okay. Um, yeah. So you, you described some of the emotional shifts that you noticed, some of the physical shifts. Do you notice any mental shifts? I would say those are less clear to me, but when I reflect on it now, I. I feel like the mental and emotional kind of go hand in hand for me. And so I feel, again, in a similar way to when I leave a mat session, I feel really grounded and really clear. And I feel like that has, um, you know, permeated my life uh, to some degree where I have more insight and more clarity on why why I may be responding to things that I'm responding to. And sometimes I'm aware that, you know, it's not healthy. I've overreacted. I'm super triggered and there is something going on there. This is really not about this very small incident. It's something much deeper. And so I, it's really given me some very helpful tools to go deeper and explore my own experience. And, you know, these patterns, you know, I don't know about for anybody else, these patterns for me repeat themselves again and again and again and again. And I feel like, you know, there are lessons here for me to learn. There are things that need to be, um, you know, just patterns that I, I need to change. And, um, and so it's been helpful in that regard. I have a lot more clarity and insight about what's going on. And so, and more space and just a little more of an exhale to be able to, uh, you know, collect myself and, and potentially respond differently in, in times when, um, you know, I'm feeling something emotionally unpleasant. Mm. Yeah. And is there anything that you wished you had known before you came to your first MAP session or is there some, yeah, or some something you wish you'd known about the method that would have made it maybe a little easier for you to be like, yeah, I think I'll try this. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate the people who've been on your podcast before, and I appreciate the folks who uh, were on the YouTube videos who really helped to demystify the process, because I think, again, it's, it's, it's hard to describe it. Um, it's almost like, you know, trying to describe music to someone who, who cannot hear it. It's, it's, um, it's like you have to experience it. But, um, you know, for, for folks who are curious, I would like to demystify it. It's, it's not, um, no one's, 
you know, hijacking my brain. It's sort of like just working, working with me with what's already there to move to a healthier place. Um, because with any, you know, small T trauma, you know, emotional, very emotionally impactful things that happen when we're young really do shape us and hold a lot of power. You know, our, our brains and bodies are very smart and they're designed to try to keep us safe and functioning well. And everything is built upon the foundation of what happens in childhood. And so sometimes, you know, intense, difficult things get sort of sectioned off and they don't operate um, normally and they have such power and they resonate down the ages. And so um, it's more about addressing that and trying to heal some of some of that, which has downstream effects on the way the body functions. And so um, it's not about reprogramming the mind in a way that changes my personality. I'm still the same person. I'm just functioning, you know, with a little more ease and better health. So it's, to me, it's, um, I was curious and a little maybe guarded initially, but um, within one session, you know, I have to say, Madeline, you're, you're very um, comforting and safe to work with. And uh, I think you're really gifted. I know that, you know, you're not trained as a therapist, but you, you have, your persona is very, um, warm and safe. And, you know, I've shared really difficult things and it has been um, a, a very good experience. You're really trustworthy and take care with these very vulnerable things. And so that's really a testament to your abilities, um, you know, to who you are as a person and your skill as a MAP practitioner to be able to take all of that together figure out the right instructions for, you know, what's going on with me individually. These are individualized instructions for each client and um, to be able to, to manage the session so well. I, again, I just want to underscore that it's a really positive experience. It's something that I look forward to. Oh, good. Today's a, a map day. What's going to happen? And I'm going to come away again, just feeling a lot more settled, a lot less burdened and just really, um, having a lot more clarity on what's going on with me. And that just feels like such a, a, a gift. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. And yeah, I do want people to understand this is personalized, right? I mean, there is no recipe. It's not like you came to see me and said, gee, I have, you know, mast cell activation, you know, syndrome and, and I, I want to work on this. And I said, oh yeah, and here's my recipe, you know, here's my protocol for working with MCAS. Like, no, that's not how this works, right? It is all about the person. It's like, yes, you know, I, I, each person, you know, on the intake form, you know, puts down what their health concerns are, or what, what it is that they want to work with, because some people come to see me just for anxiety or depression or uh, panic attacks or, you know, something more on the emotional level. But, but anyway, whatever the concerns are, I almost have to, when it comes to the physical concerns, I almost have to put that on, like, to the side, right? Because the way the the patterns that have developed for you are really based on what has happened to you in your life. And that's the part I need to understand, right? I need to understand what, what is bothering you in your life, whether it's the symptoms or something else, what your emotional responses to that, what the linkages are. Like I'm always looking for the patterns, you know, and, and trying to figure out 
where do we need to go, right? To resolve, to find the root cause and to resolve it. Each session is unplanned. I mean, I, you know, I, I, we both show up, we talk about what the subject could be, we pick something and we just take it from there. And your subconscious mind is really, really guiding us to, to sort of what links to what links to what and taking us through the session so that we end up hopefully in a 90 minute session really having addressed some issue to some depth right uh, yeah I, I, I do feel like in 90 minutes so after the first session we work in 90 minute sessions and I feel like, like with that amount of time we can really uh, you know dig pretty deeply into whatever topic we've identified for that day people would probably wonder like, well, what, what are the sessions on, <laughs> right? Um, given what I've said and given what you wanted to work with, you know, I think most people would be surprised to, to find, to hear that for the most part, we didn't really work on symptoms specifically. I don't, I don't think so, right? Yeah. I mean, oh. maybe a few of, a few of ours, uh, our sessions were on a, um, a physical symptom that was bothering you, but for the most part, it was um, just things that were um, taking an emotional toll on you, maybe like things that you became aware were bothering you more than they should be, or I don't know, things that were weighing on you. I don't know. How would you describe that? Yeah, and <clears throat> I appreciated your feedbacks just in our last session, you know, I, I said, yeah, you know, if just prior to, you know, very recently, things were humming along so nicely, just I was overjoyed, just re huge reduction in my symptoms, you know, just feeling great emotionally. Um, and then, you know, a bunch of stuff has happened, kind of some stressful things. And so I had said, you know, I've noticed an uptick in a couple symptoms where they had been fairly quiet before, and I'm not sure what this is about. So I live in California. We've had a lot of poor quality air from all the all the wildfires, and so you know, I'm really sensitive to that. I have asthma. Um, you know, I wasn't sure if that was a factor, but also something had happened that really upset me, and I knew again this was a situation that. I was massively over responding to, it was such a short incident, you know, it was 100% me and my reaction. Um, it was not external, it was internal. And so you very much said, I don't think it's so much the, the you know, air, the quality of the air, I think it's more of this emotional driver. And so I think that's the way we kind of would unpack where to go. So we didn't really talk about in detail, like the symptom and what is it like and how has it been more intense? It was more, what's been going on in your life recently? And so that's, and I know for me with my health conditions, stress is a major, major trigger. And so having, you know, wrestled a lot with post-traumatic stress, it's just something that comes up for me again and again and again. And I know that the stress and the way I handle stress and the way my body responds to stress goes hand in hand with what's going on with me physically. So what's whatever's going on emotionally, mentally for me manifests physically in my body. And so we would that's how we would get started. So it wasn't necessarily directly addressing um, any particular physical symptom. Um, but I have to say also, you know, in one of our sessions, I, again, I really appreciate your, your expertise and the amount of, you know, 
education and reading that you've done for yourself that that can be helpful to clients. And so I've known, you know, for a while that I have this issue where, um, you know, when people close to me are hurting emotionally, I hurt emotionally. When people close to me have some physical thing, it lives in my own body. And so you really helped clarify that for me that I, you know, you've done a lot of reading and studying about empaths. And so I, I am an empath. I, you know, other people's stuff literally lives in my body and that's, it's a lot, you know? And so you had a lot of insights about how to navigate that and, and helping me with tools and suggested readings on the side, no pressure, no expectation, no checking in. Did I read this, you know, ever just putting it out there for me if I wanted it, which I, which I did. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of how a session would unfold. I would just sort of talk about a situation and, you know, I really am admiring your tremendous skill and insight in being able to tease out among a very, you know, detailed scenario about what pieces of this are important. How can we um, grab onto this thread and take a look at what's going on there at a deeper level? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that, I think what all this underscores, right? I think what we're trying to sketch out here is that physical symptoms can be alleviated by working on the psychodynamic um, factors that underlie them, right? That's, I guess, you know, we could say this is kind of the premise of using the MAP method for chronic health issues. Not all MAP method practitioners work with chronic health issues. I just happen to be one of those people that came to this method from a nutritional therapy background where I was already working with people with chronic health issues, only I was trying to help them with diet and supplements and lifestyle changes. And then I kind of got on to the, I discovered neural retraining and, you know, learned a basic method, realized I needed an advanced method for people who had more significant trauma histories. And then I learned this method and now this is my entire practice. But, but um, I think that people may not understand. I, I, I think we're kind of in this right at the cusp, right? We're right at the beginning of this, this um, beginning of understanding how the psyche, which is our thoughts and emotions, affect our nervous system, our brain function, and therefore the immune system and other systems of the body, endocrine system and so forth. Um, and you know this is reflected in the, the the science, the emerging science of psychoneuroimmunology. And so when people, you know, as more people sort of catch on to this idea that what goes on in the mind, you know, we were talking about thoughts and emotions, affects function, physiological function on every level. Um, and this is, this is a, a different, a fundamentally different way of addressing physical health conditions than Western medicine or even alternative medicine, which is more about like, how do we get at that chemically or structurally, right? Like, you know, how do we resolve the symptoms through some kind of, you know, biochemical pharmaceutical method or supplements or diet or you know, acupuncture, acupressure, massage, right? You know, this, this is a 
different realm. So if you, if for the person who's tried all of those things and is still wanting, you know, I think that something like the map method is, uh, it's a worthy thing to try, you know, as a next step. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe that, maybe that describes your journey to some extent. Absolutely. Like I mentioned, I was, you know, I was on this odyssey to try to become as healthy as I could with and take as few medications as I could. And so I have tried many, 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 so, so many things, everything you've mentioned, and we talked about and more, uh, I, I can say unequivocally, the MAP method has been the most helpful thing that I've done uh, out of everything, the most tangible uh, improvements in my, in my health and my sort of psycho-emotional well-being. And it's really um, evident. And you know, this, this anecdote may be just individual to me. It may be more applicable to some of your other clients, but there was a day when, you know, something had happened in my home with one of my teenagers and I was very upset, you know, irritated, just really wound up about this. And um, throughout the day, my neck pain really returned and I had a headache and I just felt awful in, you know, in my spirit. I, I remember I sat down, I do a gratitude journal every day and I write down five things I'm grateful for. And I started with number one and I just wrote, I just can't do this. I'm just so not in place. I cannot even think of anything I'm grateful for right now. I just was not, not in a good emotional place and my body felt awful. And so I couldn't, I wasn't productive. I couldn't do anything. So I decided I'm going to go meditate for a bit. And so I put on two, you know, two different um, short meditations that I really enjoy. And I usually respond to really well. So I did that, you know, I felt kind of slightly better. And then I put on one of your, um, map on the go audio recordings, which was 10 minutes long. And I think I chose the inner peace one because I was really hoping for some inner peace. And, um, you know, these recordings have, you know, like nature sounds. So it was running water and tripping birds and, and underneath there's, you know, your voice under of different instructions for the subconscious. So I did that for 10 minutes and I could tell something was happening and it wasn't. And I have other audio meditations of you know, babbling brook and running water and, you know, and, and it's not the same. So it's, it's definitely the instructions going on underneath. And during that 10 minute um, listening, I could tell that something was happening in my system because I kept sighing these huge sighs, these big releasing deep breaths and my mouth was watering. I was salivating. It was all of this biggest nerve activity going on. And by the end of this I got up and I was in a great mood and my neck pain was literally gone. I mean, it was such a stark, shocking. I mean, I, I told people close in my life about this. You will not believe what just happened. It was so amazing to me. And, you know, that doesn't happen every time. And, you know, it definitely is supportive and it's something I use, but that was such a profound experience to me that, that, that again, underscored how powerful this method is for me. My subconscious really likes this. I was such a mess, um, you know, just mentally couldn't focus. I was very agitated and wound up and my body hurt. Uh, and these are clearly connected. And when I was done with that, literally 10 minutes later, I was a new person. It was just so amazing to me. And again, I don't want to, you know, promise that for, for everybody, but this was my individual experience on one day when I was really having a hard day. So uh, I am just so thrilled to have uh, 
happened on thank you kind stranger on the internet that you know happened on to the map method connected with you it's really provided so many great benefits in my life that, that i hoped it would yeah that's wonderful well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today don it's been lovely having you on the show and having you share your experiences with the map method i think this will help a lot of people excellent thank you for inviting me it's been uh, it's been great to talk with you Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Neural Retraining podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To learn more about health applications of the MAP method of advanced neural retraining, visit our website, mindremapforhealth.com. To learn more about the MAP Coaching Institute, visit mapcoachinginstitute.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast copyright 2021 by Twin Cities Neural Retraining. Music by Barbara Benn.